It's Belen Diaz and this is the Evolve Show. And today we have another great interview that I think you're gonna really enjoy. Our expert today is Susan Breton. Susan Breton, intimacy wellness expert, is a champion and an advocate for all of those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. Hi Susan, how are you? Hi Belen, I am fantastic and so happy to be talking about sexual self-confidence because um, your sexuality is a part of your personal development, which you know, which is why you put uh, a section about sexual self-confidence in your summit. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that we grow and change and our sexuality evolves as we do. And often what holds us back from our personal evolution in our sexuality is a lack of confidence. So hopefully in this quick session, we can blow away all those dumb things that are holding us back from having the intimacy and connection that we all deserve. That is so great. Yeah, it's so true. Like we all need that confidence and some people don't realize this in a lot of aspects of your life. So Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business or what you do? Yeah, I'll keep it simple and short. What I do is help people transform having sex into making love. I teach passionate lovemaking techniques, heart-connected, conscious lovemaking techniques, because when I watch movies, it pisses me off. I don't like pornography. I like sacred, connected, passionate, surrendered, pleasurable, deeply intimate lovemaking. And I realized about 15 years ago when I almost lost my own marriage because our sex life fell apart, that I could help people all over the world learn how to have this kind of sexual soulmate connection if I brought online programs to people through the internet. And so my husband and I quit our jobs in the Silicon Valley and we started a company called Personal Life Media because we brought our own sex life back together and saved our marriage. And we wanted people to have these skills that don't get taught, but now they do. Totally, yeah, that's so true because we've been saying during all this summit how all these things are so important, but really nobody taught, I mean, nobody tells you about it or you can not learn about it at schools or things like that. It's so basic, yeah. but nowadays it's like just great that we have access to professionals like you yeah. that can teach us all of these uh, techniques or like things that, as you say, you got your, like you, we're struggling in life through that. So now you want to teach that to people. So tell me a little bit about the, I was saying like, you are a very confident woman, like you have your business and everything. Was it always that, were you were always this confident or it was something like you have to develop, learn about it? How was it for you? I think that I've always had a fair amount of self-confidence and I attribute that directly to how wonderfully my mother raised me as a young woman. She always told me, you make good decisions, trust your gut, 
Don't, don't think that other people have the answers. Look inside yourself for what is right. Um, she always supported my ability to make good decisions. She always told me, you're a smart woman, you're a beautiful woman. You know, she, she always wanted me to have and be everything I, I could possibly be. And I have a 23-year-old daughter now who is equally confident and she's just a lovely, confident, good decision-making young woman finding her way in the world and living her truth in her life. And I do think that there are, there are a lot of women who didn't get that kind of nurturing and they had to become their own champion. One of the things that I've also done is I've chosen wisely in my marriage and my husband is a massive champion of mine. He, you know, I'm the front face of the business and he's the back part of the business yeah. and he creates a platform for my success. And I have always told him he is truly the wind beneath my wings. He's always pushing me to be more, do more, have what I want, express myself the way that I should, as well as being sexually self-expressed, which is interesting because if you look at my brand persona, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a CEO of two companies. I run a team of 20 people. I've had a very, very successful career in the Silicon Valley, going elbow to elbow with Harvard, Stanford, and MIT, MBAs and engineers. Um, I put myself through night college. I, you know, but I, I've always had a good EQ and I've always enjoyed connecting with people. I'm not even an extrovert, really. I'm kind of an ambivert, but I've always networked. I've always liked people. I've always talked to them and understood that they probably are more shy than I am. So I've, I've really, I think, always strived to think to myself, even if I feel insecure in this moment, even if my confidence isn't 100% right now, nobody else is bigger than mine. Probably people is less than mine. So I'll make other people feel comfortable. And in doing that, it makes me feel more confident and comfortable. So I've both, and then there's one more piece too, and that is that I've always had good mentors. I've always sought good mentors, whether those be people who taught me how to have the kind of sexuality I had never gotten but wanted, or whether they're, they're men and women who've taught me how to be a better sexuality teacher. Uh, my elders who have gone before me and people younger than I who know different things than I do. Um, I've always thought it was very um, impressive when I would watch someone that I looked up to say, let me tell you a trick I learned from one of my mentors. Blah, blah, blah taught me this and I think it's so great. When you look at someone who says, I learned this from this person and this from this person and I'm teaching these things to you and I'm honoring those from whom I've learned, it doesn't bring you down, it brings you up and brings the other person up. So whether I've had business mentors teach me how to get ahead in my career in my 20s and 30s, or I've had mentors who've taught me how to master my domain of sexual connection, I think that's another good piece. So even if you didn't get it from your parents, yeah. love them for who they were. They did the best they could do. Right to do let, go of, <laughs> let go of any victimhood and be compassionate and find your mentorship, find your courage, find your edges yourself, wherever they may be.
Yeah, that's so interesting. And it's true, like what you say, like maybe in our childhood was different or they didn't encourage us or things like that. But it's true, like you just have to be proactive and look for those people who can like mentor you. So talking a little bit about that self-confident and putting it together with your expertise, do you want to talk a little bit about self-confidence in like and sexuality? Like yes. So I think that many women feel a lack of confidence about their sexuality. I mm-hmm. would say the majority of women do. And um, the first thing is that we're really not taught any sex education and that's okay. It's your job to own your own sexuality and to continue to do what I like to call make new trysts with life, to be aware that your sexuality, your needs, your desires, your turn-ons, your physicality is a constantly changing um, aspect of who you are and that the kind of sex you wanted in your 20s is totally different than your 30s, totally different than your 40s, totally different than your 50s. So what what is important to know about your sexuality is, number one, you need to, all of the answers to what you want are inside you. Don't look outwardly for answers about what you want listen to what your body needs in every moment because especially as a female females are very um, hormonally cyclical and what we like in any given lovemaking session is going to look very different sometimes we want to you know so i like to say you know sometimes you're a kitty cat and sometimes you're a lioness and when you can communicate that to your partner and go with what you need in the moment and clue them in then you all win. Your partner wins and you win. They become a better lover to you. You become a more satisfied lover for them, which gives them confidence to be a better lover for everyone, right? It all is a um, positive, I like to call it upward pleasure cycle. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, so your hormones change, you mature, every day is a different story. So find out by checking in and listening to yourself for what you need. And if you ask for something and it's not quite right, correct it. If you aren't sure what you want, start and see what your body tells you and just do minute course corrections all the time. Um, That's number one thing. The number two thing is that female desire and male desire are very different. And we women live under what I would consider to be a more patriarchal view of sexuality. When men get turned on, they get an erection and they're ready to go. For us women, all of our erectile tissue, 95% of it, which is the same amount that a man has, is inside us. So it takes us longer to stimulate all of the erectile tissue, to get the blood flow going, to get the satisfaction and pleasure that is our potential. So that's another piece of it is slow down, don't rush yourself, take your time and be in a slower, more present state of what your desire is. Don't try to match your masculine partner if that's the partner that you have. Have him slow down to your speed. Don't speed up to his speed. He can slow down and it doesn't hurt him. But if you go too fast, 
you pay the price because every time you make love before you're really ready, your yoni, which is another word for your female genitalia, your yoni gets a little mad. And if you keep pissing her off, you will pay the price with a lack of desire. So making sure that you feel good about who you're with, that the context of your relationship is right, that you're happy with them, that you're safe, that you're protected, that the temperature is right, the music is right, the lube is there, the things that you have are there. Ask for and demand in a kind way that the, your conditions for relaxation and surrender to pleasure are met before proceeding. Don't compromise yourself because that just erodes your sexuality instead of improving your sexuality. So stand for yourself in your sex life at all times. You are the only one who knows what you need. Another really important thing is that estrogen makes us critical of ourselves. Um, testosterone, which is the dominant hormone for the masculine, is the hormone of confidence. Literally, testosterone comes from balls, and that is what gives you balls. We women have testosterone too, but we have a higher ratio of estrogen. And estrogen is the worry wart of hormones. It's the one that has its mind on everything. It's the one that has a hard time settling into its body. It's the one that's always worried about what's going on. It's the one that has a hard time calming down and surrendering to pleasure. It's on high alert. It's not single focused, it's all over the place. So we need to, number one, realize that all those body image issues that we're fearing, oh, does my butt look fat? Are my boobs sagging? Is my belly looking poochy? How does my yoni smell? Whatever, am I gonna be able to achieve a, a climax? All that running narrative is your estrogen, your monkey mind, just running wild. Every time that monkey mind lays some trip on your head about who you are, you have to say, push it away, get to the present, connect with my heart and be in the moment. Because once you understand that it's really just estrogen mindset that's ruling you, you can then become aware that you've got some control over it by letting the thoughts float away, just like meditation. Sexuality is a meditative trance state. So becoming, bringing a better mindset to your sex life is very important because testosterone, if you're with a male body partner, especially, he's got rose colored glasses on. He doesn't see the flaws that you see. He literally doesn't see them. So here you are bringing yourself down for no reason, putting a wedge between yourself and your partner when all it is is stupid old estrogen just trying to keep you safe, which it has done for millions of years, but still you need to manage your own responses and your own um, way of negating the bullshit of estrogen. So I think that's a, also a very important piece of it. Yeah, totally. And that brings, I mean, all of this uh, talking about like the connection and feeling in the moment brings me to the next question because uh, what will be the benefits of that intimacy connection? Yeah, so um, your sexuality is your life force. Your desire is your lust for life. Your sexual energy is the energy of creativity. 
when you give up on your sexual self, when you aren't feeding and fueling your desire, your connection, your pleasure, you are leaving on the table one of the greatest and most wonderful benefits of being a human alive in this moment. Food is wonderful, fun is great, laughter, friends, family, all of those things are incredible, but your relationship to your lover is like a relationship to your God. It is sacred. Yeah. It is a level of connection that is deeper than anything you can have with a child or a mother or a father or a friend. It is a whole higher level playing field of intimacy, soulful depth of connection, and joyful pleasure that if you get frustrated or you're judgmental, which by the way, when you're a millennial and you're in your 30s, you are naturally very judgmental. You'll notice yourself becoming kind of bitchy and very judgy. And you'll, you know how sometimes you can be bitchy and you're like, I know I'm being such a bitch right now, but, but I just can't seem to control it. Like it, it takes you over. That, um, that same thing happens in your, your 30s, late 20s to early 40s, even into your late 40s, that kind of 30, 40 year old zone, you get very judgy. And that's because what you're actually doing is going through a process of individuation. At some point, you reach a level where you say, I have been living my life trying to be something I thought others expected me to be. And I no longer want to do that. Now I want to be who I am and live my life for myself. And the way that you actually come to and move through that is by looking at things and judging them and saying, that's not for me. I don't like that. That is not the way I want to be. That's not the life I want to have. That's not the personality type I'm going to be. I, you know, and so really what that judging is, is just a sign of your own maturation. So when you put obstacles in front of yourself to not have the sexuality you want, when you're not actively working on uh, self-pleasuring, when you're, when you're thinking negative thoughts about, oh, all men are horrible or all people, you know, I, there's nobody out there for me, or I don't like online dating, or, you know, my partner is driving me crazy because of all these things. I don't want to be with them, whatever it might be, whatever those obstacles are, my kids are, you know, my kids are sucking the life out of me. <laughs> you know, I'm traveling all the time for work or whatever, whatever your obstacles are. Those are some of the more common ones. What you have to do is go, okay, how can I fix the thing that is the obstacle that's standing between me and the deep connected orgasmic pleasure that I know is my birthright? Where am I getting twisted up in my own knickers. What is it that's my bullshit issue that I need to wrestle to the ground so that I can get to heart connection and intensity of orgasm? So that is every woman's unique journey, but it's the awareness that you're creating the obstacles that is the single biggest piece of this. You know, we're having a lot of conversations about mindset here is yeah. what we're really doing right mm -hmm. yeah totally and what you say like if you're not connected in the moment if you're like talking to yourself there is no way to enjoy or have that intimacy with your partner 
Yeah. And one of the uh, main things here too, for all the ladies who are watching, we always think like, oh, it's my sexual life, this, that, but sometimes you don't really know, uh, am I doing this right? Do I like this? Like, I think it's important to tell everybody that is what you were saying, uh, Susan, is something you can learn about, right? Like yeah. sex is like a skill. It's something you practice. Do you want to go with that? Yes. Um, sexuality, is, you know, procreation, you can do without any training at all. Slot A into tab B and you make a baby. That is pretty straightforward. But making love, not having sex, but making love, those are learned skills. It requires the skills of understanding technique, understanding anatomy, learning how to communicate, honoring yourself and other, and um, just practicing. Um, a lot of women have a hard time orgasming from intercourse and they think, oh, I can't do it. Or a lot of women want to experience female ejaculation and they say, well, I've never been able to let go of my feminine waters. I'm just not one of those women who can do it. Or, you know, um, I, I don't like it when someone goes down on me because it just doesn't really feel good to me. Um, or, you know, I, I really don't like going down on a guy because I don't know, it's just kind of gross to me. I, I don't really like it. Every one of those is literally just a verbal expression of lack of knowledge and skill. Um, kissing, making love, giving and receiving oral pleasure, um, feeling um, all of the pleasure you can have on all of the parts of your body, whether that's your breasts, your mouth, your neck, your belly, your buns, your clitoris, your G-spot, your vaginal area. All of those things are massively sensual. And really what you have to do is teach your body how to feel the pleasure and then learn skills so that those things feel good. If someone's going down on you and it doesn't feel good, it's a lack of skill because it feels fantastic. So it's knowing that and holding out for the hope that you can get enough practice and try enough things and learn enough techniques and have strong enough communication skills and create a level of trust with your partner that you can begin to have orgasms from intercourse with no clitoral stimulation. Everybody can do it. You just have to learn how or how to have, you know, just literally lie there and have orgasms the entire time your partner's going down on you or get off on going down on your partner because you've got a clitoris in your throat. Essentially, you've got erectile in your throat that makes you have orgasms from going down on a guy. So any one or all of these things are simply time in the saddle. You don't start off at a gallop. You start off learning how to keep your seat on a horse. And then you do a little walk and then you do a little trot. You don't start on a gallop. So it's really about having enough time in the saddle to learn the skills and to have a commitment a conscious commitment to continued sexual education. And there are so many sex experts out there now and so many good books to read that um, the great thing about sex is that no matter your age, your sex life keeps getting better. I'm 58 and I'm having the best sex of my life now. 
better and better every year because as you go as you mature you get better at making love because it's a practice right it's a practice yeah that is so good and i was gonna say also to the audience like uh, susan has a, a lot of it's it a newsletter specifically like a lot of tips and things to learn about all these things that i think it's very interesting because yeah, it's something not everybody talks about and we all can use some uh, tips and other things for this subject for sure. Yeah. May I give your summit attendees a free gift? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think communication is the foundation of good sex. If you can't honor what you need and ask for what you want, you'll, you'll stay hamstrung in your sex life. You won't grow and evolve at the level that other people around you can because they're willing to speak up and ask for what they need and understand what that is. And do it in a way that doesn't hurt your partner's feelings, but increases their desire to pleasure you even more. And I have a best-selling book called Sexual Soulmates. And in that book, one of the techniques, which I think is probably the best technique of all of my techniques of anything is called the sexual soulmate pact. And if you go to sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement, sexual soulmate pact.com, you can download a short little PDF that you can read and it'll teach you how to train your partner to love and want feedback from you and to give you approval, appreciation for the feedback instead of shutting you down for giving them feedback. It's, um, it also has a list that's very good for giving to your male partner um, so that um, you can explain to them in very simple terms, step-by-step, step, what you need to do to have this pact that explodes passionate lovemaking. So uh, that I think is probably the best gift that I give away, though I have so many. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I encourage all of you guys who are watching to follow Susan because she has so much content and knowledge about this and I think it's fascinating. So anything else you want to say to the audience to end up with this conversation, Susan? Well, I think what I want to do is recap what we've talked about. First thing we've talked about is that your sexuality is the seat of your creativity and your zest for life. So instead of squandering it, I recommend that you nurture it. And to have sexual confidence, number one, remember that if you're estrogen dominant, female bodied person, that we all have body image issues. And it's not that there's anything wrong with our bodies. We look the way we look. And frankly, it never gets better. It only gets worse. You age, you know, it's never that, that perfect thing you want in the future may never happen based on the fact that every day you get older. Mm -hmm. So letting that go and identifying self image issues as a manifestation of being estrogen dominant and understanding that we all have them and it's a mindset to push them away is fundamental. Second thing is, Everything you want and need is within you now with regard to what your desires are and they're constantly evolving. So honoring, listening, and speaking your needs is a very important part of continuing to become more sexually confident and increase your sexual pleasure and connection. 
uh, sex keeps getting better your whole life long. It's a practice. So keep practicing. Learning sex techniques and communication skills are the foundations of having a better sex life. If there's something in your sex life that doesn't feel good, it's because you're not doing it right yet. So get some skill and keep working on it. Because if you think that you don't like one of these main fundamental aspects of sex, it's just because you haven't had it in a good way yet. Mm -hmm. So keep trying. Don't give up. Find some mentors you like. Follow their work. And just keep bringing in the possibilities. And if you don't have a partner, pleasure yourself because you will expand your orgasmic capacity by solo pleasuring. So um, I think those are the fundamentals and download the Sexual Soulmate Pact at sexualsoulmatepact.com to learn that one technique that will explode passionate lovemaking, which is how to ask, how to know what you want and ask for it every single moment of your sex life. Well, that's so great. So much good stuff today in our conversation, <laughs> Susan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And yeah, we'll see you. Hopefully we can connect again in another uh, summit or in another collaboration. Thank you, Bella. Have a good day. Bye.